Welcome, everybody, to another edition of this rock and rousing podcast we call. Have you ever wanted to start your own podcast? Maybe like the Bruce Cruise podcast? Then I have to tell you all about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. And the best part, it's free. That's right, free. Anchor sports a plethora of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor distributes your podcast for you. So your voice and experience can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. One of the coolest parts, you have the option to make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm to get started on your podcast today. To the turnbuckle, that's right. It's Tuesday and you damn sure know what that means. And uh, I'm sitting in for uh, Mr. Napper for a few moments. So Travis Norman Napper is a little indisposed. I don't mean the toll that he's got a job. Uh <laughs> But sitting next to me, six feet away, fully vaccinated as am I, is uh, the Mag Daddy of Mall, the father of the year, my favorite minister, my favorite theater people employee, my favorite just overall individual, my favorite Just for Men sponsor, my favorite podcast distributor, my favorite Gatorade sipper, and my favorite AEW fan, because I can't stand most of them. Jason, Mac Daddy, McCarthy. How are you, buddy? You know, that's egregious. I like the gray in my beard, okay? It le- makes me look distinguished. I found okay. a gray hair earlier in mine. <laughs> okay. And, and Peyton goes, Peyton goes, you look distinguished. <laughs> I was like, well, I feel a little early for all this, though. See, I used to be you. I mean, not that much red, yeah. but like, you know how it's still dark in places? Uh, uh-huh. Well, where yep. it's gray, it was red. Yep. Well. Irish, Irish as hell. Irish. But I sh- but on the favorite minister part, I should be everyone's favorite minister. I'm pretty legit. I mean, you can you can do a whole lot of lot of daggum things, my friend. Because what well, whoops a daisy. Uh, got double audio coming through. Hey, that's all right. Uh, that's, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, Jordan Smith, thank you for watching. Robert, thank you for watching. Jose, thank you. Marcus, thank you. We do appreciate you. Uh, all righty. Let us know how everything is sounding, if we are good, if we are not good, if, if we are whatever it may be. All right. So, but yes, I found, uh, found, I found what I, I'm a natural blonde, so it could be extremely blonde, but I found what I believe is, is a gray hair or two in my beard today. And I told Peyton in the car when I've got to shave. Uh, but I don't, frankly, I don't give a damn if I'm going gray. Like, because some people just go gray early. It's how it is. Um, it is what it is. It is what it is. I mean, Taker's been going gray for years. I mean, and yet, my dad's been gray for as long as I can remember. Like, it's, so it's it just, it just is, hey, the Bible says the gray hair is a sign of wisdom. And I've already said I'm the smartest mother humper in this room. Um, go that far about me. I've earned enough wisdom for all this gray, Logan. Um, well, uh, after that's that's been our that's been our uh, religious conversation for the evening. Uh, all right, let's talk what we're here to talk about, and that's WWE news and notes uh, to start it out. Samoa Joe, that's right, Samoa Samoa Joe. I have to go give us a guess when I say Samoa Joe. Reportedly returning to NXT in a non-wrestling role. Now, if you saw the end of NXT TakeOver in your house, you saw William Regal mention that it's been bedlam in NXT for far too long for his liking and things of that nature, and he needs it. Needs a change. Needs a change. 
So, Mr. McCarthy, I want to know, do you buy this rumor that Samoa Joe is on his way back to the WWE already? And do you think he is going to be William Regal's replacement? Do you think he's going to be the enforcer? Do you think he has anything to do with this angle at all? Or is he coming back to commentary and, and maybe the new GM of NXT will have some bad news on a consistent basis if you see what it did there? Hmm. What are your thoughts on the Samoa Joe rumors, and what are your thoughts on William Regal suggesting that NXT need to change after seven years as NXT GM? So I had seen that he's pro- he's already works there in an unspecified role, probably backstage ish stuff. I think it. Well, those love he backstage would, stuff. You know, he would make a really good GM, like because William Regal is like not the definition of what people think when you say pro wrestling GM. He's out of the way. Yep. Only gets involved when it's absolutely necessary so mm-hmm. the spotlight is on the wrestlers and not the dude sure. making the calls. I think Samoa Joe would make would be pretty much in line with that except you know he's younger than Regal was when Regal took this position. Scott, so, thank you for watching. How are you, my friend? Scott, how are you? In Jim, hello. Theory. Samoa Joe could I don't know if he's able to wrestle with his injury history, but he could do a backstage segment where yeah. someone's giving him some lip. Boom. And it's pro wrestling. So I'm just gonna know we ain't playing this game and just take him out real quick. Yep. yep. First day one. Do it day one. Handle that business. Handle it right handle, there. Handle there. that business. That way, it's like, oh yeah, we can't push around, Mister Samoa yeah. Joe. Slap, slap, uh, carrying cross right across the face. First day on the job. Boom. You can't do that to me. I'm the champion. I'm the GM. I'm the I can G- see I'm that the G- conversation. I'm the GM, happen. and oh, if you touch me, you're suspended ninety days, and your title is stripped. So go ahead, hit me, mm-hmm. hit me. Like Austin is the sheriff. Remember when he couldn't be. When he when he couldn't be touched, oh yeah, so, I remember that. Yeah, so so please hit provoke me, provoke me, uh, Crystal. Thank you for watching, uh, Mickey. Thank you, Billy. Thank you. Uh, what do you guys think, Samoa Joe NXT? Do you think that uh, he is the new GM of NXT? Is he going to be William Regal's enforcer, his Arn Anderson, if you will? What do you want to see from Samoa Joe in NXT? Thank you so much for watching. Again, you're watching To the Turnbuckle, presented by Bruiser Nation Productions, right here on Heel Turn Wrestling on Facebook. Thank you. We hope that you are well. So what do you want to see from Samoa Joe? Let us know, Buckable Grade, right there in the comments. We will read your comment here live, right on the air. Uh, look, I think that Samoa Joe coming back to NXT would be awesome. It would be fantastic because it was stupid he got released anyway. It's been kind of stupid he's been on commentary the last year. I don't know what his injury history is. I don't know if he can really wrestle anymore. I don't know if he should wrestle anymore. I have, I, I, I'm not a doctor. I know that I play one here on TV, but... I am. I'm not. Uh, for some reason, Loganity DMD has been denied copyright, and that's that's a real that's a real issue for me. Uh, again, do do appreciate everybody for tuning in and watching. Please uh, let us know in the comments what do you want to see from Samoa Joe. Help help us help you. Help us help you. Help us help you. Give us a like. Give us a share. And yes, give us a comment. What do you want to see from Samoa Joe? Look, I I personally would love to see him be the enforcer for Regal, not take over his entire job. 
It's listen because he talked about bedlam and madness and chaos. By the way, I'm going to add bedlam to my my vocabulary. Uh, I'm going to add that pretty regularly. I hope everybody in the Bucket Brigade does enjoy that. So, but he discussed all those things. And he said, you know, it needs a change. Well, I don't know if it, that means he's not doing his good enough job. But we need a little muscle to prove it because William Regal is, I don't believe, clear to, to get physical due to some back and neck issues. So you need somebody that can get a little physical if need be. Well, Samoa Joe may fit that bill. I lost on Cold Steve Austin in 2003-2004. You know, not really clear to wrestle, but nothing wrong with laying, you know, you'll, you'll lay a... Only essentially a Taz mission uh, down if you if you feel like you absolutely have to. Uh, Justin Seeger, thank you for watching. He says, I'd rather see a return from Joe between the ropes, but he should make a good GM. We'll see if that happens. Justin, again, thank you for watching, my, my good friend. Do appreciate you. Well, do you think, uh, Mr. McCarthy, that Joe is, uh, you know, will we ever see him in a wrestling ring as a, you know, an in-ring competitor again? What do you think his status is? It's, it's still undetermined because they're not telling us, which it, they don't have to. I suppose. They, it's not, it's none of our business what injury Samoa Joe has. I mean, there's laws that I mean, I say, could, like, I, I as an like employer, it. you can only ask certain questions sure. about someone's health. Sure, so, but, if I, but, what, I, but if I've got to show a vaccination <laughs> card, then I have a right to know that. I mean, do you? No. I haven't had to show mine, not once. I laminated it just in case, and no one ever asks. Laminated it. <laughs> I mean. You're such an old guy. Look, okay, things get ruined, get forgotten in pockets, and washed. Yes, and back in the 60s when you were in your prime. <laughs> <laughs> that happened all the time. Yes. Uh yeah, it's it is. It's an interesting, uh, interesting. I do. I want to see Joe back in the ring myself. But boy, he would add a nice splash and some much needed life to NXT. All right. Speaking of NXT, again, let us know in the comments what you want to see Samoa Joe do. Thank you all for watching. Uh, Sean Potter, James Gardner, um, all of you. Thank you so much. Uh, appreciate it, Ronnie. Hello. Uh, Triple H made some controversial comments this week. McCarthy, did you see this? Did you see these comments? Uh, refresh me, because I know I saw them. Well, I'm gonna uh, look. I'm, I'm go gonna, ahead and tell the. We're, we're not. We're not. A, we're not. We're not journalists here, so I'm gonna poorly paraphrase. That's fair. I'm gonna poorly paraphrase, and essentially, he said that look, we have the best women's roster in the world. Everybody wants to work here. Everybody that ever essentially. Uh, wants to everybody, and again, I'm poorly paraphrasing, but he did say the word that everyone wants to work here. You know, and obviously that's, to me, that's taking a shot because he was asked on a conference call. You know, they do the occasional media conference calls that he and, he and Vince do at uh, various times. And Triple H did one to promote uh, In Your House. And he was asked about, uh, you know, the NWA going to produce an all-women's pay-per-view on, I believe, August 28th. Uh, Mickey James is going to produce it and, and, and may or may not be on the card. Um, and essentially he said that, look, uh, he said equality is not having your own show. I'm like, whoa, yeah, Hunter. Sounded like your father-in-law. <laughs> and your father-in-law's buddy. Um, so it, he said equality is not having your own show. Uh, and he said that everyone wants to work in WWE. We have the best women's division in the world. Uh, and... 
And uh, Tony Khan said, you know, did you see Tony Khan's response? Uh, Tony Khan essentially said, and again, I'm poorly paraphrasing. You, you can find the comments yourself. That's fair. Uh, I say that because I have to. Once I once once Napper actually comes in here and does his job that doesn't pay him, uh, then then I then I will be glad to look up those comments for you. Um, he said that you know that's not true. There are plenty of people in AEW that have no intention of ever working over there. Meaning the WWE, the Big E, if you will, and I don't mean Dale Earnhardt for you. NASCAR individuals. Uh, Justin Seeger with another comment. Uh, if Roman Reigns can come out and tell us about his condition, so can Samoa Joe. Justin, I'm with you, but did Roman choose to tell us about his conditions? I don't. I doubt he was forced. I doubt he was yeah, forced. Yeah, I don't think he was forced. He wanted to tell us. Like I, maybe I Samoa Joe doesn't. I mean, let's be honest. People, I don't know. I don't care if you know I don't feel well. I mean, I know I'm not like Samoa Joe's up here and I'm down here, but I don't care. Just like I don't care if someone I don't know, like, I mean, it sucks when people are sick, but if I don't know you, does it affect me if you're sick? Probably not. Yes. Does it? Yep. Oh, my uh, mistake. Jason Jones, thank you for watching. Dalton, thank you for watching. We do appreciate you. Give us a like. Give us a share. Let us know uh, what you want from Samoa Joe and NXT. Uh, it, look, I, I don't know what, uh, Eric, thank you for watching. I don't know at all. In terms of who wants to work where, but the reality is, is WWE is still the tip top. I mean that that's just the truth. That's I mean they, I think we can put to bed this notion that AEW is ever going to be the number one company in the world. I don't think it ever happens. It was never their goal to be the number one company. Sure, and I but a lot of IWC people. And I'm not saying you. I'm not saying you. You're a, you're a, you're a well respected man like the Kinks. All right, that's a reference you should understand. You're from that era. Um, and you're a well-respected man. But there was a lot of people at IWC that said that, that AEW was going to revolutionize the business and really change the game, and they have in some ways. I'm not trying to downplay what they've done. But this idea that they're ever going to be true competition to WWE is probably not accurate. We'll see. Time will tell. You never know. Who knows, right? I, I don't have a crystal ball. I know. But... I I think that everything you do in WWE is going to mean a little more. I I I think that it's going to mean a little more because it's WWE because it's the established brand because it's because it's the big Kahuna. You know, it's uh, that's right. I just dropped a big Kahuna. You drop a big Kahuna. What in the world? What do you what do you what do you make of those comments? Do you think that everybody deep down kind of secretly has some sort of weird ass desire to work for WWE? Like is some part of them because it's the WWE, or are there going to be people that will become you know an AEW guy like Sting was a WCW guy, or or Abyss was a you know a TNA guy as was AJ Styles for so long. He was the face of that organization for such a long time. Do you think that everybody has that secret desire, or do you think that AEW is going to forge its own identity and have guys that are loyal to AEW no matter what? I think there's going to be. You know, loyal AEW guys, just like there's loyal WWE guys, there's loyal New Japan guys, there's loyal Impact guys. It all comes down to cash and creative. You can be as loyal as you want, but at the end of the day, as JR says it almost every week on his podcast, it all comes down to cash and creative. How much cash do you want and how much creative are you willing to sacrifice for that cash because no one can outbid Vince McMahon. 
Not even the cons. They're not going to pay people more. They're just not because they offer other things. You know, the ability to be home more than twice a month. The health benefits. Who could ever need that? I mean, a lot of people, maybe. (laughs) But but on the same token, yes, Vince is going to take a lot of your creative juices away and hand everything over to writers and you have some input, but not a lot. But if your goal is to set your family up for a generation, at least then you're going to go work for Vince. If you are creatively driven, like most wrestlers are, Mm -hmm. and you had to create something yourself and you don't want to give, give that away then AEW is going to be the way to go. It, it, it all comes down to priorities, and priorities change all the time. Sure. No, no doubt about that. But there's going to be people that started in AEW that never leave. I don't think Sammy Guevara will ever leave. I don't think MJF will ever leave. I think they're homegrown talent. They're going to stay until their career is over. What Everybody you- else... Who knows? What do you think, Loganites? What do you think, Buck Brigade? Do you think that, that AEW can forge that type of legacy where we see a few individuals be the true face of, of that brand? Uh, Brian, thank you for watching. Dell, thank you. Uh, appreciate it. Jay, thank you. Keith, thank you, David. Uh, a lot of people tuning in. We do appreciate you. Give us a like. Give us a share. And more importantly, give us a comment. Let us know what you think. What do you want to see from Samojo and NXT? And what do you make of Triple H's controversial comments this week as far as, you know, equality is not your own show and everybody kind of wants to work for WWE? All right, last news and notes before we talk about actual in-ring action. WWE is reportedly returning to Saudi Arabia in the fall. It looks to be pretty much a done deal that they will be back in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia in November. It sure looks like that that yearly tradition, which is usually... uh, uh, you know, which is usually uh, you know, twice a year, but but obviously due to the pandemic or, or the pandemic, as we like to call it, uh, they they will be reportedly returning to Saudi Arabia in November. It looks to be a pretty much a done deal. That, but again, that's just a rumor. That's just a rumor. Nothing for sure. Uh, but look at the smile on my face. <laughs> look at the smile on my face. Why? Well, it's not because I think that taking Saudi blood money is okay. No, no, I don't think it's okay at all. But you know why I love these Saudi shows? Because we we get a lethal dose of nostalgia. Ah, God, I love it. God, I love it. Uh, Justin Seeger with more comments. Do appreciate you, Justin. Uh, love you, buddy. He said, I think children growing up who went to, want to become a superstar in professional wrestling view WWE as the star promotion. To be the top of the business, you would have to be in WWE. Children don't see AEW or another promotion in the way as to get to the top. Current superstars might be okay with it, but not young fans. What do you think of that comment, Mr. McCarthy? Well, for the longest time, it was, you know, you didn't make it until you worked for Vince McMahon. But those that times have changed. You can make it in New Japan. You can make it in AEW. Kind of like the conversation we just had. Mm-hmm. It's it's a, everyone has a different level of making it. And there are guys like my age that grew up and that's kind of all that there was. 
yes, we grew up on people my age grew up on WCW too, but Vince bought them right about the people my age graduated high school started trying to make something of themselves. So for the longest time, that that was the only place to go. But now we people can make good money on the independents. Like I said, it's it's all comes down to priorities and what you want to do. And as much as I don't like uh, the Young Bucks, you have to give credit to guys like the Young Bucks for making that possible. They yeah. really, that guys like them, and of course it's a host of others, but but guys like them uh, revived the NDC and made a a portion, even if it's a small slither. They made a small slither of wrestling cool again. Whether I agree with how they did it or didn't do it, there's no denying that they made they they took the the indies and turned it into the alternative punk rock of professional wrestling. And there was a portion of it that was cool again. Now, whether I liked it or it was my personal taste, no, I'm not 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 my thing. But there's no denying the impact on they've had on you know that's why they have their book Killing the Business because they've had an impact that. I'm not going to say it's comparable to the NWO or anything like that because it just, we don't have that. Those kind of people don't watch wrestling anymore. We don't draw those kind of numbers. But there's no denying that in this era, they have changed the game. Uh, and, and you know, it's uh, one thing I like to be is fair. So there, I gave, I gave a little <laughs> props to, to the, the Bucks of Youth, as one uh, Matt Hardy used to say. All right, so now let's get back to the Saudi Arabia news. What do you make of them returning in November to the kingdom of Saudi Arabia? You surprised by this? You okay with this? You still upset by it after all this time? Just uh, like everything else they do, I've been desensitized to it. Go get your money, Vince. I mean, money. What are you going to do? You know, uh, well, see, uh, you know, I know it's awful. I know it's morally bankrupt, but... But, folks. But, hey, like, look, I mean, I also, I, I softened a little bit on it when women got to wrestle. Mm-hmm. Like, that was my biggest thing. Like, you have to work that stuff out first. You can't just do two shows and then be like, all right, Saudi and all your money, because I don't know the dude that runs Saudi Arabia and uh-huh. I really don't care. Now we're going to have women. Like, I really think they should have pushed a little harder to have them, but they're there now. They're. Well, Whether it's PR or not, it still makes a difference for young female fans in Saudi Arabia to see grown women out there wrestling in front of them, in front of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people. Well, the the PR spin that Stephanie put on that as far as why wasn't there women wrestlers on the card the first few shows, she essentially said it was to they wanted to get their feet in the door and not you know ruffle any feathers and prove it was a good relationship, but then they want to use it as a project for long term change, you know once once because let's be frank about it because we don't shy away from controversy on this show and we have gotten in trouble a few times for that from the the powers that allow us to come on in. Let's be frank about it. Here's what Saudi Arabia cares about: money and profits. Right. That's what most of say us that care about. say that's accurate. Yeah. So, so once WWE proved, man, they can turn a profit at these shows with these big names and, and make them, in terms of profit, in terms of profit, not quality, folks, in terms of profit bigger than WrestleMania, then you're willing to go, well, maybe maybe women on the card will, will make more profit for the, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, and that's, that's what they care about. So I can understand that logic. Uh, I, for one, love the Saudi shows, not because I'm... Not because I think that, again, uh, 
the the atrocities the kingdom of Saudi Arabia has committed over the years is okay but simple I'm a fan of part timers you know I you know I start I start grinning from ear to ear when I think about the potential names we could see in some form on that card the almighty Goldberg has got another match left this year I got a feeling I know where he'll be at in November at some point or another uh, as always you do have to at least mention the name the Undertaker. Around Saudi Arabia because uh, he's he and Goldberg are kind of the Mister Saudi Arabia's. Wouldn't you agree with that, Mister McCarthy? I would say so. Uh, <laughs> and I mean, Mister Russman is already taken, so it's great that Undertaker could be one of the contenders for Mister Saudi Arabia. Um, you know, Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan may may in some form be around, and and uh, and let let's be let's be frank about it. Sure, you can say, well, it's that all those guys have had their time, and yes, you are right, but let's look at the numbers, people. The numbers bear out that they still have some drawing power. Justin with another comment. Thanks for commenting so much today, buddy. Keep on, keep on, keeping on. After so many pay-per-views in Saudi, why not give them a taste of what an actual pay-per-view is like? Let them hold a normal pay-per-view there. Well, that is because, Justin, by all the counts, the Prince of Saudi Arabia helps book those shows. And the Prince of Saudi Arabia is essentially my spirit animal. Uh, <laughs> because he likes nostalgia. His all-time favorite wrestler is reportedly The Undertaker. Uh, and, and why wouldn't it? <laughs> like, why wouldn't it? He likes Taker. He likes Goldberg. He likes Hogan. He likes Flair. They want the big stars. They want the old-timers. And, and, and by God, I do too. And so I'm excited to see the kind of profits and the kind of blood money that Vince McMahon may offer the Undertaker to get his carcass back in the ring could happen because at some point Vince is going to go look. You want to go? You want to go out against with nobody watching, pal? You want to go out in a driveway? My Undertaker goes out in front of a hundred thousand people. Right? Can't you see it? I mean, I can't. Yeah. yeah, you could see it. I'm just saying. You know, we're all like, well, he can probably avoid mania, but we're even the dirt sheets reporting, though, they wonder if he'll be able to turn down the amount of money that Saudi Arabia is willing to go. Hey, big fella, get in there one more time. So, yeah, Justin, that's why. The, the, the Prince of Saudi helps book those shows, and like me, that young fella likes his share of nostalgia. When I say share, I mean injected into my veins. All right. So, do you think we get another fun-filled nostalgic event in November? More than likely. So, you, uh, the so, open, so let, let's so let's let's go ahead and let's go ahead and make some some way too soon predictions. Goldberg on that card? Yes. Brock Lesnar on that card? No. You don't think Brock Lesnar's gonna be in Saudi? If I he's don't back? think he would want to go. But he's been there several times. I don't, I, several times is probably enough for him. Well, sure. Um, it's Brock Lesnar, for God's sakes. I mean, this man is lucky enough to make enough money to spend the entire pandemic at home on a ranch in Canada and not give a crap about anyone or anything but him and his family. I mean, that's the dream. Does he need more Saudi money? No. Well, no, but who does? Who needs more Saudi? I'll money? tell you. I'll t- okay, I'll, I'll I'll give this caveat. If Sable goes, I'm tired of looking at you. Go to Saudi Arabia, then he'll go to Saudi Arabia. Do you think when Sa- when Sable walks in the bedroom, her theme plays? 
You know that big, that the, big the cat. Yeah, the big cat thing. I mean, sometimes. And then you know when Feels, Brock it depends how frisky they feel that day. And you know, and you know that when Brock is pregame and the 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 first few beats of his theme song come on, you you know, yeah, you can hear it now. Yeah, and there yeah, he is just bouncing around right before he. When it's a surprise, yeah, it just yeah. comes. She's just playing it on her phone, so, walking through the bedroom door. I could see that. Yeah. Uh, if you were offended by those comments, we meant them in I humor. Mean, it's natural things. Natural things, absolutely. All right, Undertaker on that card? No. You just try to hurt me, don't you? I mean, I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm trying to think of this logically. Undertaker's done. Or so it's we're tired told. tired of being broken. Or so we're told. Everybody I don't knows. think I. I believe when he says I'm tired of being broken yeah, well, I, that he's I, being yeah, truthful. He's very tired of that. <laughs> like actually, he's very tired of that. Uh, again, I I will I will admit openly on this show when Taker misses two straight manias and two straight Saudi shows, I will say that yes, he is unequivocally done. Does that mean he wouldn't wrestle again? No, but it would mean that they weren't. They they never thought of him wrestling again at the time. So right now you're saying he's kind of retired, and then officially retired is because you know you never retire he's, in wrestling. Yeah. You always come back, yeah. but like, like he's, said, he's, he's kind he, of retired. He's got to right for me to like accept and go. All right, they're, they're, they're okay. Yes, the plan is he never wrestles again. I say the plan because Shawn Michaels that was the plan. It has to be he misses two straight manias. He missed uh, thirty seven, and so he's got to miss thirty eight. And then, and I mean, not be an active participator on said card. And he's if he misses this Saudi event, the next Saudi event, because he has missed a Saudi event before. But usually, he's always on that follow up. Uh, so, we'll, so we'll, that that's my caveat. We shall see. Um, we shall see. All right, let's go ahead and talk some takeover. Before we do that, let's get another comment from Justin. Appreciate it. Uh, would be difficult for Saudi with injuries, but Undertaker versus Miz is an underrated matchup that needs to happen. Well, you know, I wouldn't mind it at a time, but it doesn't. It, it's not big enough now. You know, what the Undertaker needs to do though before he like hangs it up. Period. He's never won the Intercontinental Championship. Never. Not a one. It seems egregious. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of is. I mean, 30 years he, he was in the game and hadn't won the Intercontinental Championship. All right, though. We will move on. We shall see. We will keep you up to date on all things Saudi Arabia return because, well, I like the shows and I'm kind of the Vince of this show, so I, I get to decide what we talk about. Is that not fair? Sure. I mean, I make the rundowns. You don't like it. You made you the rundown. I can do that. <laughs> so... All right, so what we're going to do now, now we got to talk about NXT TakeOver in your house. That was all kinds of nostalgia. It was fun. Really, I saw the card. It wasn't too much. I wasn't being facetious. I was being honest. I liked it. You like Top Pack and Yale? That was hilarious to me. Look, I like. I, look, I grew I, up on VHS tapes. That was funny. Okay? Yeah, look, and I and I liked and I, and I liked his his segment with uh, with my boy Dexter Loomis. That was, that was good stuff. Kind of good too. All right, let's talk about NXT Takeover in your house. NXT Champion Karrion Cross defeated Kyle Riley, Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, and Pete Dunne. <laughs> Fit to fly away match to retain his NXT championship, what'd you think right guy win? And then 
Was it, I thought this was a damn good five-way match because usually it's so, all right, I got to get my stuff in. And I, I didn't feel that way here. This felt reminiscent of the old, you know, early 2000s brawls. Like, it felt like the right kind of chaos, like Armageddon, Hell in a Cell. Would you agree with that? No, I agree completely because it wasn't like, it was like, oh, yeah, I still hate you. Beat, it, beat each other up for a minute, and then you're like, oh, crap, big dude over here is going to kill us all. Let's all get him. Like, there wasn't that whole – I think the Fatal Five-Way works, as weird as this may sound, a little bit better than some Fatal Four-Ways because you can have that one dominant guy that gets taken out like Karrion Cross did for five minutes at a time. Mm-hmm. Everybody pairs off, does their thing, and then he comes in, cleans house, pairs off with somebody. Like there was just like you said, there was so much chaos. And we got little nods to old friends, new rivalries with Adam Cole. Maybe. And cool Kyle power bombing Karrion Cross onto a table and not through a table because, whoops, they didn't gig it properly. What are you going to do? It probably hurt more. And that's what I like here. <laughs> what we're going to do, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick, I mean quick, I mean fast, I mean so, so fast, so fast break because I do believe, yes, I do believe. Have you heard the reports, Mr. McCarthy? I did. I saw the reports. Uh, did you see him walk in the door, perhaps? No, I just saw the message. All right, fine. We're going to take a quick, quick break here in just a moment. Uh, let me give my thoughts real quick on the, uh, the the championship match. I thought it was fantastic. Again, I'm a big Karrion Cross guy. I don't understand why people in the IWC say they don't get him. Like, what's there to get? Just watch magic happen. I'm still – I know we talked about this last yeah. week, but that's still flabbergasted. Uh, like, what, how do you not – he's a big dude that likes to beat people up. What more do you want? I mean, he's – Name it, is Carrion because, well, he's a little on the dark side. Yeah, and you can't really use Killer Cross when you're in a PG company. No. So, you know, because he was Killer Cross and Impact, and, and I thought he was great there. Uh, had some of Impact, uh, some Abyss's, uh, he was involved in Abyss's last feud for Impact. Um, that English is my second language. Um, <laughs> Sarcasm is my first. Um, look, I really enjoyed this match. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly, I hope to see him get around the strap. Adam Cole, I'm ready for the main roster. Johnny Gargano, kind of the same thing at this point. Nice to see him dressed like, you know, a, a click member. Yeah, that was uh, great. That was, uh, by the way. You forget well, how good he, like, you don't forget how good he is, but he was wrestling face on Sunday. Mm-hmm. He was not wrestling heel. And it just seemed more natural, like he's not a bad heel. No. By any stretch, the imagination. But damn, he is one of those that is just like, and he's almost the perfect feud for Adam Cole. I don't know how they haven't done more one-on-one feuds because mm-hmm. Adam Cole is obviously naturally a heel. Johnny Gargano is naturally a face. It works. They could just beat each other up forever. We Yeah, we would be chanting and fight forever. So while we're waiting on our, our usual producer to come on in here, Give me a name besides Samoa Joe you'd be okay with taking over NXT GM. Oh, that's hard. Besides Samoa Joe. Besides Samoa Joe. The Miz. Oh, come on. <laughs> You're being facetious now. You're being facetious. I mean, he'd probably be good at it. What do you want to say, John Cena? 
No, I, I, I a realistic because I've got a few names. Mick Foley comes to mind. Foley would be good. I like your tease of Wade Barrett. Uh, bad news. I think he'd be great. Um, I think Foley would be good because he didn't want to be Raw GM anymore because of the travel. Well, NXT like stays in Florida, so it's less travel. Um, maybe weekly travel for him, but but it's you're going down to sunny Florida. Um, I I believe firmly that Shawn Michaels would be a good name for it. You know, he already writes and produces the show, and and when you literally have that much star power sitting in the back, and then look, no offense to NXT, and I know it's still developmental, but but you know you don't you haven't broken seven hundred thousand viewers in a long time. Shawn Michaels or Mick Foley could help that. Uh, and that's important for for USA and and things of that nature, and I and again I I think Ric Flair would work. I think that as long as you kept him out of ten segments, but I think one or two as an enforcement figure, which he's done before. Granted, it's been about a decade. Remember, he came back in WWE as just a, just an authority figure. I I think that would work. Uh, you know, tell him to tone it down a little bit and and don't be Ric Flair the Nature Boy. Be an elder statesman that can teach the kids. I mean, plus, think about the wealth of knowledge it would be to have him around every week. He's forgotten more about this business than most people have ever known. Yeah, for sure. And he wants to be around. So, yeah, that's that's three names I'd like to see. All of them have star power. All of them would bring their own strengths and weaknesses. Um, by God, he's here. He's here. With that, we have to take our first break. Listen, nice at you. entrance theme. That's fantastic. Some serious pomp and circumstances. With that, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, I'm not going to be in this chair anymore. You're watching To the Turnbuckle presented by Presentation Productions right here on Heel Turn Wrestling. Oh, hey there, Bruiser Nation. Raise those anchors and get ready to wear the official merch of Bruiser Nation Productions. Visit BruiserNationProductions.KenCustom.com and show the world your love of the Bruiser Nation as you go about your day in style. We have Bruise Cruise Podcast and to the turnbuckle tees, hoodies, jackets, shoes, bags, and even pillows. You heard that right. Pillows. That's BruiserNationProductions.KenCustom.com. Once again, BruiserNationProductions.KenCustom.com And remember, Bruiser Nation, stay good, because I'm always good.
Dear God, the prodigal son has returned. He was only he was only thirty minutes late and a few dollars short, but we 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 worked out a payment plan. Uh, of course, I'm talking about the man that produces all things to the turnbuckle, the man that belongs in that chair more than me, uh, because he's just better than I am, and he knows it. it. Yeah, I, I, we all know it. Everybody, everybody out there knows it. Of course, I'm talking about the man who's quiet, humble, always ready to rumble. He's macho. He's dapper. He's one hell of a yapper. Some say he's like Switzerland. Some say he's Mr. In-Between, and I wouldn't mess with him. He's got the hottest wheels in motorsports. He's got the hottest wheels at all of Squirrel and Ale, and he'll turn wrestling, just all the podcasting for Pete's sake. And, of course, I'm talking about the man. <clears throat> I'm talking about the man that is going to be Lauren's future hubby, from what I've been told. Travis Gnarly Napper, how you doing, buddy? Welcome back. Yeah, feels good to be back in the chair. Yeah, got all the power back in my veins. I feel good. Yeah, feeling good, feeling right, feeling good, feeling right. Yeah, all right. Ooh. McCarthy, good to see you. Good to, good to see you. It is. Good to see you. This feels right. Does it? Yes. Honey, I'm home. Half an hour. It's not what my watch says. He's almost an hour late. Egregious, sir. Well, you were about 10 minutes late. <laughs> That's fair. I was ready at 5 o'clock. I, I mean, I was... I was wondering. I was ready. I was wondering. I man. got in here, boys. I got in I here. Got, like, I had to get my liquid refreshments. I got in here. Dying dehydration. I, I, I walked in here at 4.30 on the dot. I came in ready to go. I, I was like, I'm ready. I'm not in a group. I'm not in an air-conditioned grocery store all day like some people. Cody, thank you for watching. Justin Seeger says Daniel Bryan for an XCGM. What do you think? Daniel Bryan, an XCGM? Would you like that? Great. That'd be like I don't know. I don't like it. I want him to be a GM, but I don't want to see him be in NXT. Why? Why? What do you have against NXT? Yes. I just don't think... Do you think it's beneath him? No, I just don't think... I don't think he's that edgy. He doesn't need to be edgy. edgy. He's not edgy. What have you been watching? They're a little edgy. They're, they're edgier than the than the, than the main roster, yeah. which is saying very much. Yeah. Yeah. It's literally puppies on SmackDown and, and, and Easter peeps on Monday Night Raw. Well, there you go. Why did I say Easter peeps? Because nobody likes peeps. Nobody. Not even this guy. Yeah. There's some that I like. Do you like, do you like peeps? You like the cinnamon kind, don't you? You like peeps? No. Some of their, like, special flavors, I thought were all right. All right, that's inappropriate. Um, Cody. I'm paying you for that? Cody, thank you. <laughs> Cody, thank you for watching. James, thank you for watching. Napper, I want your thoughts quickly, though. Yes. Quickly, quickly on the ru- the rumor that Samoa Joe's coming back to NXT in an on-wrestling role. What do you think of that rumor? I buy do, it. Uh, you buy it? What Do you want to see it? Do you want do you want Samoa Joe as the next GM of NXT? Do you want him as the enforcer? What do you want from Samoa Joe... NXT. Talk to me. I was the same as you. I want him as an enforcer. I don't want to see him as a GM. Uh, Not that he can't do it. I really think he could. But if they're not going to use William Regal as the GM of NXT, he better have a job somewhere else. Because otherwise, he's being very underutilized. And, I, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing him on Raw or SmackDown, especially taking over the Raw Raw, Raw roster again. Oh, yeah. Like he did back in the day. I wouldn't mind seeing him. I wouldn't mind seeing that, but I don't feel like if he's out at NXT that they're going to really do anything with him 
on any other brands. If he's done in NXT, he's probably going strictly coaching. Yeah. Maybe that's what he wants. Maybe for family's sake, that's what he needs and what he wants to do. And maybe he's feeling like he's getting a little too old for this on the TV side, at least, and wants to just focus on coaching. But I would, if he feels good enough to keep doing it, I'd love to see him be the GM still and just have an enforcer. And I think that's what Joe could do. We, we shall see. We'll get, an, we'll get an update on that tonight, Tuesday night, 8 p.m., uh, in which we will, we will be we will be driving home. Um, Darn. Well, I well I won't be driving. I, I can't drive. Um, you think he announces it at the beginning of the show? Or the right at the beginning. Show? Right at the beginning. Just get right to it. It's got to be. It's a William Regal. Like I mean, if he it, is very like if punctual. Sean Michaels, for example, it would it would also make more sense because he's the main event. Oh yeah, that's true. Like, nothing against the greatness of William Regal. But he was never at the main event level. Plus, so. he can be like serious, but like entertaining at the same time. And you, uh, you kind of want to open the show with that kind of an announcement. That kind NXT of NXT doesn't open with a lot of promos. Mm. The promo is not just you know what we don't know what to do for ten minutes. Go out there and talk. It there's a reason behind his upcoming promo tonight. So I think you kick off the show with, him, regardless of what it is. Three names. It's going to be double war games. There's four cages now. Four cages. Four rings, four cages. Winner. It's all two, of them. It's one cage over two rings, as always, as it always has been. Crazy person. Okay, quadruple war games. I apologize. Yes, thank, thank I you. I just got off work. I'm a little bit, nah. Dodecagon of war games. I want Dodecagon of war games. If William Real can pronounce that, I'm all for it. Yes. All right. I don't know what that is. Let us know in the comments. Who it doesn't matter. Likes. It's well, awesome, and we we love it. It let doesn't us, matter if you can say it. Let us know in the I comments who you want to see take over as NXT GM. Again, Justin, thank you. All right, back, now back to NXT Takeover. Oh boy! What'd you make of that main event, Mister Napper? Did you get a chance to dial in and see it? Mm-hmm. I but, loved it. I know it was the same time as the All Star is. Yeah, <laughs> it's a late night for you, huh? Yeah, yeah. I actually watched it this morning. Good man. Good man. I'll tell you what. I've got the most dedicated crew you have ever seen, people. I am blessed. Yeah. Um, all right. Be humble. Damn. Okay. Are you sure? He went, he went, yeah. yeah. He went, yeah, you are blessed, you fat son of a... <laughs> all right. So, uh, but yeah, I loved this. And cross one, right guy. Uh, again... I thought this was chaotic enough, but not too chaotic where it just felt like everybody was getting their stuff in. I said I thought this was reminiscent of like the Armageddon Hell in a Cell back in 2000, where it was chaos, but it was kind of controlled chaos. Uh, what stuck out to you during this match, if anything, Naber? Um, sorry, a little bit situated still here. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly the chemistry. Um, seemed like everybody had pretty good chemistry with one another. I was very impressed with the. Uh, the alternate, the alternating styles and the way that they were able to do some combo moves in there, I thought that was really cool. The way they threw all that in there, um, I was kind of surprised that it was. It didn't ever seem like it was all cross. Like I, I expected the way that he came out with the promos and everything, the way he just wanted to take everybody on. I was kind of expecting a just monster takeover. No pun intended. So with, Car- <laughs> with Karrion Cross, see what you did there. Uh-huh. Um, I expected him to have a little bit more offense 
than he really did. I know he he definitely had more towards the end of the end of the match, but I was expecting him to just kind of take it to people, and it really didn't seem like that was the case. You got to see all the other competitors showcase their stuff more than you really saw Cross showcase his stuff because I don't really think he needed to. Only thing he needed to do is prove that he could beat them all, and he did that very well. Um, loved the finish. Loved the way they went about it, not putting the pin on Cole, but also kind of teasing it with Cole being the one that almost tapped. So you can kind of tell where they're going with this, possibly. You, you know at some point Cole's going to be back involved in this. So I like the way they did that finish. It was good storytelling. I agree. I, I thought there was – I have very little complaints. I don't have any real complaints, to be honest, with that main event. Uh, I do – again, I still am, am a little bit on the Adam Cole go to the main roster side because it's just been – you know, yes, it would. You know, it, you know, it's just been done, brother. Uh, that song has been sung. The shine's off the apple. Uh, NXT Women's Champion Raquel Gonzalez defeated Ember Moon. I got to tell you, boys, Raquel Gonzalez doesn't do a whole lot for me. Uh, she's she. I get it. She's big and strong, but other than that, where's the development of the character? Why do I why do I care about Raquel Gonzalez? Mr. McCarthy, do you feel similar to to me in that regard? I, like, she's you know, she's big, she's athletic, she's pretty, she's all those things, but there's nothing special about her. There's no reason for me to be invested. Uh, you know, when the originator of female gimmicks like that is sitting in ringside, the Glamazon, I, I just don't see anything that latch should latch me on. Raquel Gonzalez, do you agree or disagree? I almost have to agree with you. I mean, especially not when you compare to Ember Moon. Mm -hmm. Like, there's there's almost no character. Nothing. She's like Lance Storm. I can be serious for a second. See what she did there. Um. Yeah, I just don't. I don't know. I. I. She just doesn't pull me in. You know, I look at Ember Moon and I go. She's got a different look than most you know, WWE females. She's she's pretty. She's spunky. She's got a good look, good personality, good promo. Just a different look than most. Raquel Gonzalez feels like a less charismatic glamazon at the moment. If 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 I'm not if I'm being honest, uh, what were your thoughts on the match, Mister McCarthy? I thought it was a great match. To be completely honest, Ember Moon really stood out. Like she took it to the. Bigger, stronger Raquel Gonzalez. And I think it, back to Raquel Gonzalez, I think she needs to separate from Dakota Kai. Yeah. Find herself. Like I they're they're friends. I like the dynamic, but she's was her bodyguard. Now she's the champion, which is fine. But she hasn't had a chance to find herself. And NXT is more about finding yourself than I I have to agree with you. Uh, Cody, thank you for watching. Tony, thank you for watching. Pal, thank you for watching. Curtis, thank you for watching. Let us know what you think of uh, NXT TakeOver. What stuck out to you? Leave a comment. We do appreciate you. Uh, LA Knight defeated... Well, hold on. I'm being rude. Mr. Napper, what do you think of this NXT Women's Championship match? And are you like me and thinking, why the hell should I care about Raquel Gonzalez at the moment? I know I was an hour late, but damn... 
I was thinking that same thing. Jeez. Take that. It's <laughs> <laughs> what you... Um, I will say I'm in agreement. I'm fully in agreement. And it's unfortunate because I do think she has something to offer. They haven't put her in solo promos very often, but I think if they would, it would probably benefit her. Yeah. Because, you know, if you listen to the press conference that they held, because they showed little snippets of that, she actually did pretty well against Ember Moon in promos. But they, they haven't had very many moments like that where she's had solo promos by herself. It's usually Dakota Kai involved in some way or fashion. I'm in complete agreement with you. And I, we've been preaching this for how long at this point? Dakota Kai and Raquel, or yeah, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez need to split. They do. They just do. And I, I know at some point it's going to happen because I'm almost certain that Dakota Kai is probably going to be the one that takes it off of Raquel. But at some point, you got to start showing us that dissension because otherwise it's getting too long to where this is starting. Like you said, it's becoming to the point where I don't care about Raquel Gonzalez. Mm-hmm. You need to strike now with this. Because it's starting to get a little stale. And unless you do something that, while they're still together, that reignites that, you might as well just flip the switch and have those two feuding tomorrow. Or tonight, I guess, in the case. Yeah, yeah. Give the title to the leader (laughs) of Team Kick. Dang it. Yeah! Care. Do it. Do it now. Yeah! Tonight. No, not tonight. Tonight! Tonight is not the night. It'll be William Regal's last decree as NXT GM Raquel Gonzalez versus Dakota Kai for the NXT Women's Championship in the main event on the USA Network. Did you say decree? Maybe. Well, I do decree that that idea is stupid. I think you're being facetious. No. I'm not, because I don't even really remember what that word means right now. La so. Knight, well, let's That's hear that I'll retail word. La Knight defeated Cameron Grimes to win the Million Dollar Championship. Uh, I'm going to start on this one. I didn't like the package beforehand to act like it was the most prestigious championship. Like it's the most expensive. That's fine. But Pete, let's history lesson, young folks. It was made because he really, they never trusted him to win the big belt. Ted DiBiase has never won, officially won the WWE Championship. Now, there's some controversy on, you know, is he a one-time winner because he kind of bought the belt that one, you know, back in the 80s. But overall, he is not considered to be an official WWE Champion. It was, that was, he made it, so guess what? Ha! I, it's the nicer belt. It is not the more prestigious belt. It, it's iconic because of Ted DiBiase, but there's not some storied history behind the belt like the video package wanted you to believe. <laughs> I mean, Stone Cold Steve Austin had it. That's yes, something. Long live the ringmaster. <laughs> um, long live the ringmaster. I want a ringmaster t-shirt. Well, I don't know why it's Stone Cold. Who needs that? That's uh, fair. Can you understand what I'm coming from? No, I know. The video no, no, no. That video package yeah. made it seem like it was... Like, bigger than the WWE Championship. And, like, for real, I mean, Austin just came out, like, a month ago, said it was made like crap. Yeah. I'm sure they made a new one, probably. But, I mean, it was never really a million-dollar championship. You really think think 
Ted DiBiase or Vince McMahon is going to fill a belt with that many legit diamonds and be like, you know what, Ted, why don't you go hit people with that right now? That seems like a great use of my money. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't see that happening. Is there a real one in Ted DiBiase's office? Probably. But not, not on TV. Larry, not getting used. Larry, thank you for watching. Yeah, that's that was my thing, is that, like, well, look, there's not some amazing history in the Million Dollar Championship. It's just cool, but let's remember... It was made because Ted DiBiase was never quite a, a, a top-tier main event player. Like, don't get me wrong, he's a legend, he's a Hall of Famer, I love Ted DiBiase, he's giving me that weekly dose of nostalgia that I love, but that video package was meh. And then again, now onto the match, LA Knight doesn't need Ted DiBiase. Doesn't need him at all, like, at, at all. No, he doesn't need him, but... Fits L.A. Knight more than Cameron Grimes? I disagree. It may fit the current version, but that's when you can have Ted DiBiase mentor Cameron Grimes and and, and sharpen Cameron Grimes up and, I don't know, clean his look up, get a haircut and and a beard trim, and all of a sudden he's, he's not going to the moon. He's going to the moon. I just think it could work. And... You you could turn him into an evil villain that that his that quits the hokey garbage. Like I said, he can go. I mean, just picture this. Walk with me, McCarthy. Walk with me. Two. All right, my bad. Um. Well, hey, um, it is what it is. I have cerebral palsy. Uh, <laughs> look, imagine Cameron Grimes finishing a promo, right? Intense. New look, nice, sharp, trimmed beard, hair, suit, tie. Ted DiBiase in the back. And he finishes it by going, not to the moon, but to the moon. And then that iconic DiBiase laugh. And then they walk out. I can see. Think about that. Think about that. You want to carry on that legacy? When the hell was Ted DiBiase ever silly and hokey? Very rarely. When he was with Erwin R. Scheister? I don't know. I just I'm painting said, a narrative here. I, I just said it because I like to say Erwin R. Scheister, okay? It's a fun name to say. Like Montel Vontavious Porter. MVP. MVP. They, they, they that name they, is so fun to say. They, they, uh, look, I liked uh, Umaga's handler. You know. Oh, what was his name? Uh, wasn't it? It was like Alejandro... Oh, yeah, was Ricardo like, Gonzalez? Uh, yeah. I think it actually was. Yes. Ricardo I'll look it up. But, uh, Mr. McCarthy, why do you th- do you think LA Knight winning this title was the right call? If so, why? I mean, I think it fits him more than it does Cameron Grimes. And I don't know if this... Like, I don't want to see Ted DiBiase manage LA Knight. I think it's kind of pointless like you said like LA Knight doesn't need help cutting promos like he does just fine Cameron Grimes is all right too so I don't know I can't tell right now if the right guy won because neither guy needs Ted DiBiase 
I don't think Cameron Grimes necessarily needs Ted DiBiase. His ridiculousness has gotten him to this level. Now, could it make him more serious? Sure. But LA Knight has a proven track record. He doesn't need Ted DiBiase as a manager. But the match was freaking sweet. Yeah, because in in, in 20 years, LA Knight's going to be a manager to some young Probably. kid. That, that needs a little help because... L.A. Knight, and I know this is going to sound... So I think he's on the level of The Rock and Ric Flair when it comes to promos. He's that good. He's that good. When it comes, And now, does he have the pedigree of either one of those two men? Absolutely not. Does he have that promo that you instantly can think of or rattle off? No. But in terms of pure vocal ability, I think he's arguably the best since then. And that's and you know how high, people say, well, that's because you don't like The Rock. I said Ric Flair, too, and I damn sure love him. So... We'll see on that. Uh, give us your thoughts on the match. You know, anything that stuck out? The big gold ladder. Honestly, other than the big gold ladder, which was weird, like that almost took me out of it because I think this is the most logical ladder match that I've ever seen. They fought over the ladder, like they're of course they're stalling because it's a ladder match. Mm-hmm. But there wasn't stalling to go get a ladder. There was stalling to climb the ladder. They fought over the ladder. Like That's something that you would really do if you were in a ladder match in real life. I'm not getting hit with this. Give me this. Like It, it just felt different to me. It really stood out like as a whole match as they were trying to do something different, and they succeeded. The match didn't revolve around the ladder. It didn't revolve around crazy spots. It was a ladder match, how we used to see them, where it wasn't spot fest. Told a story. It, it was a weird story. It was, it was good. It was reminiscent of Sean and Razor. It was. I think I, it wasn't I would anything crazy. I would bet that Sean helped produce that match. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, because it was reminiscent of of his ladder matches. I because you can even go to to uh, the the unsanctioned match that him and Jericho had, and ladders were involved there, and it wasn't crazy. You know, it was just well, even the ladder match those two yeah. had for the world heavyweight championship. Was crazy, yeah. So it had it it had a Shawn Michaels flavor to it, and of course, now that he's so uh, so involved in NXT, which you know, I have my personal thoughts on Shawn Michaels, the human being, and that like I think he's a good guy now, but we all know he wasn't for a long time. Uh, but there's no denying the wealth of knowledge that man has to help the next generation. And that's so cool that he's involved and clean enough and well enough to do it. Mr. Napper, I've, I've let you have a few moments to gather yourself. Now, you got to let me know. What are your thoughts on L.A. Knight winning this championship? What are your thoughts on the match? You have the floor. I think they made the right decision. In the long run, I really hope that this doesn't just put Cameron Grimes back to the bottom of the barrel. I I want to see how this story builds, but I think if this is used to build Cameron Grimes up, I think this was the right decision. Only because I think we can still get to where you want to go to get him serious with this. Because now he's got to claw even harder. Now he's got to fight and find that seriousness in him because he still failed to get the, the million-dollar championship. If he can find that to beat L.A. Knight for it, 
I think we still get to our, our, our good destination with Cameron Grimes. Do, they, do either one of them need Ted DiBiase? No. I agree with both of you. They don't really need him. I think this is a good way to get them both still on the card and still in limelight because it puts a big spotlight on them with that title being involved with them. But I think if there's no ultimate payoff here, and it's it, it I don't need I don't think it needs to be great, but it better be good. Um, then they've kind of failed with this whole thing. But I think for the moment they did their job. They put a spotlight on these two guys and what they can do, obviously. And as you guys pointed out, they did an incredible job with the ladder match. It wasn't anything too hokey or like over the top. Oh my god, look at this, look at this, they did that. No, it was just Oh my God! They're beating the crap out of each other. No, nope. yeah. and we, to be honest, we need more yeah, we ladder matches like that. We do. Like, yeah, of course. We need more matches. Period, we, like that. We, we especially like when them. it's gimmick matches. Yeah, we yeah. Like because the all spots. these gimmick matches are getting a little bit too spot fest. They yeah, because they're they're trying to outdo the spots. They're trying Instead to outdo of outdoing the match. Mm-hmm. Outdo the match. Well, that, Mick Foley and the Undertaker didn't set out to outdo the spots. They wanted well, to have a better match. See, that's the thing, though. They're looking at old old matches like that and saying, look, oh, well, look at the spot that they did that everyone's talking about. Well, now that I have to do five or three spots like that to get everybody to talk about my match. Well, no, they did it organically. They did it just, that was just something that happened. Don't go out there and have a spot fest. Go out there and have a match and see what happens. Well, so much of today's generation, uh, Becky, thank you for watching. So much of today's generation has what I kind of call the Eminem syndrome. Uh, you know, Eminem is kind of saddled with, I can't ever outdo my old self. You know, Eminem had that incredible run where, you know, Slim Shady was just it. I recall. Yeah, like, it, old. yeah. Uh, I, as do I. I grew up on it. You know, and you know, my 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 brother had the Marshall Mathers LP on a cassette tape. Wow. And so, and 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 Eminem may or may not. We can, and this is different. But he may or may not still be putting out great quality stuff that might be up there with his original stuff, or it may not be. We can debate that all day long. But because it was so good at first, it'll never be viewed in that same light. You understand what I'm saying? No, yeah. The and and so guys go out and the first flip or two or five was so special and so cool and we've never seen anyone do that before and oh my goodness. But now we've seen it and we're desensitized and so now everyone instead of just getting back to basics, do you know, keep it simple, stupid. We're like, well, we did this, we did twelve of them last time. We have to go for twenty two. Just. Less is more, and that this whole generation, both companies, it, it's not exclusive to any company, has forgot. Less is more. Less is more, because I don't. How are you going to have the career of the Undertaker or Chris Jericho or just anyone that has lasted a long, long time? When if you watch their matches, they didn't do this. You can't. You can't do this and last. It's it's a dangerous. Uh, it's a dangerous game. Look at Mick Foley. Look at Edge. Yeah. Look at the guys that put dangerous spots on the map and yeah. felt compelled to do it to maintain their push. Yeah. I mean, look at. They're look, broken down. Yeah. I mean, Foley's broken. Yeah. I mean, you watch him walk and it hurts. 
And that's saying something coming from cerebral palsy and spina bifida. Yeah, like like it hurts. <laughs> it, it, it hurts. And and Mick Foley is had a hip replacement and, and, and like has to walk with a cane here and there depending on what he's doing. Sometimes he'll still gimmick it up and go, I'll be all right. Like he could be, he could beat us for handicapped. Really yeah. But like like he's like only fifty two or whatever yeah. he is. Like he's not that old. Like we we talk about Chris Jericho still getting in the ring or or Undertaker potentially having one more match around this age or older, and yet he cannot he he cannot like his doctor has told him one more concussion and it might be game over. It's, there's a risk to it, and, and so everybody's got to look at that. And so the, let's get back to basics a little bit, and 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 I think you'll put on a much better product overall. Because and it's not because that stuff isn't great that other people like the Young Bucks do. I again, not my personal cup of tea, but it's because no matter what, you are getting desensitized to it. That's why you know if you watch Dark Side of the Ring, you know Nick Gage. Thinks the ECW guys are a bunch of I can't say his word, so a bunch of wussies. Did you see that Dark Side of the Ring episode? Yes, dear God, like because that dude's crazy. Because welcome on the podcast anytime, sir. Um, yes, please explain why you wear you know a mask to the ring and not to rob a bank. I must know. The logic that went into this decision. But my point that, being... That's the irony. <laughs> you said logic. <laughs> there apparently was none. But my point being is that's what, what that's the problem. When, when someone like him thinks the ECW guys are a bunch of wussies, they weren't hardcore enough. Have you seen them? It shouldn't have been legal. It really shouldn't have. There was whoo, that was some stuff, like, man. There's go watch go go talk to any of the old ECW guys that are still around and they're all punch drunk and they're all out of it and just because they didn't cut an artery doesn't mean they aren't hardcore. Um so that's all I'm saying. It's this generation worries me in that way. Let's move it on. Uh, next match. Zia Lee defeated Mercedes Martinez. They're making Zia Lee look like a big damn deal. They're, you can tell they have plans for her and uh, plans for it. It. Whatever she is looking like she's coming out of the ring. Like the, the movie. Yeah. Crawling out of the whale. What the hell is her name? Oh, man. What is her name? Um, Why I asked you? Ah, Mia. Um. Me Yang? Something like that. Yay? Me Yay, okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember Maya Yang. I don't know. But they said it like twice and I didn't hear it the first time. I know. But Zyli, they make her they're making her look like a big deal. I think they have big plans for her. What do you think of this match and what do you think the future holds for Zyli and Mr. McCarthy? I think May Ying. May I was close. We both were. I thought this match was really well done. Mm. Really well done. They both took it to her. It really showed how much they have invested in Zaylee. Like you were never really sure, just because of the gimmick that she's in right now, it hadn't really taken off. Who are these people? We've been asking questions for months. Who is this lady? Are women we've all only, violent. We, yeah, we've we've only known her name for what a month. They've been doing this for months, give or take a month or so. And the the entrance was great. 
nice little sword. That was that was pretty legit. I do think that um, they're on a slippery slope with this gimmick, though. Like she got handled, handled by Mercedes Martinez in the end, but then Mi Yang took her down with an arm. So is she? Supernatural, the dark side, or like, like what's what's going on? Well, like, they already explained that, didn't they? I don't remember. Um, something. To, yeah, I know. I'm trying not to be offensive, but it was something with the dragon, the dark side. <laughs> so I do think that there is some level of supernatural things in there, or like fantasy things in there. Um, I don't know. What the full? I don't remember what the full story is, but yeah, I think there is some kind of like other force. Look, if she doesn't do a Hadouken, I'm gonna be upset. I'm just I gonna, think that's offensive. I, I'm what just, do you mean, dragons? Street Fighter, it fits. I, I'm, I'm just, pretty sure it was proud. Somebody's gonna get offended. You know that. Everybody gets offended by everything. I'm just going to try to. <laughs> I'm just going to try to move on from you saying fantasy things. <laughs> I was kind of hoping you would. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just at least I said supernatural. Jeez, yeah, you went fantasy thing, and I went hello, dragons, elves. I don't know. There's no elves, dragons make more sense, it's part of their heritage. Are you sure? There's no, no, no rice grain of truth that says dragons never really existed. We're just taking people's words for it. I'm gonna get my whatever other, you say, McCarthy. <laughs> I'm gonna get my other beverage. <laughs> I think we'll need it. I think you're. Are you two done? I Probably so. not. <laughs> just gonna be honest. I'll try not to knock it over this week. Um, did you two really just debate? Dragons, Japanese culture, and, and all. Look, we are getting people ready for the Bruce Cruise podcast, Macabro. It's going to be huge. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, he will do that every I time he says macabre. See? macabre. I do it. Macabro. All right. Five, four, three, two. Macabro. It's weird with this microphone here. It's not positioned properly. I was kind of hoping it would stop you. <laughs> nope. You can't stop my foolishness. You know this, man. By the way, we, we there is a chance tonight on NXT for the Grizzled Young Veterans to finally be recognized. <laughs> so if they, if they win these titles tonight... And I gotta say it. They'll be recognized. Yep. Every single week, and that's how we kick it off. Every single week. By the way, at the end of the show, we will throw every one of these. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Again, we promise you every single one. So my only problem with this match is kind of what McCarthy just said. Didn't ask yet, but okay, go ahead. Hey, whatever, <laughs> I don't care. We, we've already taken over the show anyway. All right, you guys go ahead. Why is she getting manhandled? I know it's weird to say because she's a Mercedes woman. Martinez. No, Isaiah Lee. She didn't she get got manhandled in this match. Yes, she did. Come on. You know she She got destroyed. It's the same thing. No, it's not. Hardly. But here's my question. Who's the baby face and who's the heel? I know it doesn't always matter, but Xia Lee, the one thing I want to give credit, 
you know, we talked about the opening package for, I think it was what you said for the LA Knight and the Cameron Grimes. I appreciated the video package for this match because I probably missed something, but I didn't understand the full backstory of this match and why it was taking place in the beginning. So I thought they did a really good job of throwing it back to why she was targeting Mercedes Martinez in the first place with the whole uh, May Young Classic thing. Mm-hmm. I thought they did really well with throwing that back. The problem I have is she takes this match to get retribution and then gets destroyed. Like To me, that's not good storytelling. At no point in this match, I know she got the win, and that's technically, you know, the, the retribution, but she really at no point had any real offense in this match. And if you're looking to get retribution and embarrass the, your opponent for the embarrassment you got, the May Young Classic, I would expect at least a little bit more offense. And then she grabs the chair and gets the chair used against her. She's a heel. Who is? Zylee. But- then how did she get her ass beat by a steel chair? That's how it happens. Not always. You bring in the chair as a heel, and you screw up, and you get hit with it. But didn't Pro Mercedes Martinez, like a week or month ago, play the heel against uh, Raquel Gonzalez? Well, sure. Yeah, but that's Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, I want her to be a face. Bobby Thomas, thank you for watching. I hope, hope you're well, my friend. Hope you are well. Uh, I like the story, but I, I was throughout the match, I was confused with that because it seemed like they wanted Zia Lee to be the heel, but at the same time, she's getting her butt kicked. You complain too much. I do. You're grumpy. Doesn't he? He's grumpy This today. is what I used to have to hear at the he, store do, all the time. Do you agree he's grumpy today? Yeah. yeah. Must, something must have gone work. down. I had to work, too. All right, talk, all right. What, what, let's talk about it. Giant eagle. Let's talk. Oh. Let's let's what talk. Happened? You remember what that? Let, let, let's let's talk. About, let's happened. talk about it. Let's talk about okay. it. Right here for the for the bucket brigade. Okay. What time did you get up today? Uh, what time did you get up? Eight thirty. Eight thirty. Eight thirty. Yeah. Oh, we're talking here. Two yeah. and a half hours after I got up. What do you wow. do? I was still stuff up for this <laughs> show. Dang it! <laughs> I was still up at five thirty. So ha. Huh? Um. Still up is ridiculous. My whole life is ridiculous. <laughs> Bobby Thomas has got a comment. Hold on. Oh, geez. Uh, I read that John Cena seemed inspired by the Roman Reigns heel turn, and that opens a lane for Cena to turn heel. I hope so. Well, I did see those comments. John did did uh, did seem to be more open to it all of a sudden. I mean, he left kind of in a heelish movie. way. He's got movie star money. He doesn't care about merch sales. I mean, he cares. He doesn't care about so, the kids anymore. But, I mean, he's got movie stars. You son of a... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I can handle not selling him 30 more shirts. Fine. I But I don't... I, Bobby, I got to tell you, I don't think he'll do it. I don't think he'll do it. I I, know, I think he'd do it as a joke. I, I, that's it. I know. You mean when he made did that heel turn? Yeah. That was great, though. Yeah. You know, and like uh, bringing out the doctor of thugonomics every once in a while and kind of turning. I don't think he'll do it because I I think he cares too much about the kids. That damn wonderful human being. Just that that wonderful son of a biscuit eating bulldog. Because, Bobby, I I think that I think that uh, that he cares so much about the kids, especially the ones with the Make-A-Wish Foundation that don't know it's a work. 
They don't know it's predetermined. And so I think he cares a lot about that. So I would be surprised to ever see him turn heel. I wouldn't be opposed to it. I just want to see John Cena back in the WWE ring. How about you? Period. I don't care if he's face, heel, tweener, in between. I, I don't care. I just want to see him back in the ring. We'll see. That, Bobby, thank you so much for coming. Again, hope you're well. Hope you stay tuned in, brother. Uh, all right. NXT North American Champion, the thick boy, the the Colossus, Bronson Reed, and NXT Tag Team Champions, MSK, defeat Legato Del Fantasma in a winner-take-all match. I got to say, I like this winner-take-all thing. It's a little different. You know, just why not? Something something different. I thought this was a was a good match to kick it off. Uh, Bronson Reed has got it. He's got it. He, there's something special in there if it's if it's used proper. I think he's got it. Thoughts on this matchup, Mr. Napper? Yeah, I agree with everything you just said. Well, I'm usually right. <laughs> um, I, I agree. I like the you know, whole winner-takes-all thing. If done correctly and not overused, it can, it can be a fun little thing to throw in there. Um, I know we've seen it kind of a little bit with Im- Impact and AEW with their championship and the AEW championship, but I like the winner-take-all uh, just don't do it every, you know, every other pay per view. But for, in this case, I thought it was entertaining and it works for the story. So that's why I think it worked well to have the match like this. Um, and I, I agree. I thought it was a great match to start. I don't. I didn't really see any other match on the card that I thought would have been a good starter. So they definitely picked a great match to start. And I agree, Bronson Reed. He's become one of my favorites on NXT. The res- um, the resident thick boy. They've got a lot of great main talent, but he's definitely become one of my favorites. Mr. McCarthy, thoughts on this opening matchup for NXT TakeOver in your house? This one really surprised me. Um, A lot of the times, I don't get behind these six-man tag winner-take-all matches. It's because you're old. Is that what it is? Yes. That's probably fair. But, But this match was really well done. And it never felt like everything was shoehorned together. It was like a natural progression of these teams fighting each other and not just some random intercontinental or North American champion getting thrown into the match just because. It made sense. So that's what I really liked about it, which we talk about a lot on NXT. They kind of do do a lot of is make you said do do make sense uh, ha, ha, ha. that was on purpose sure it was to hear you guys laugh like six-year-olds i didn't even get <laughs> there it is whatever can you say kaboom for me kaboom thanks what am i just you're you're I I, for, I had a word, but I forgot. Yep, sound effects guy. Well, if you just do your voiceovers and put them in the drive, we could just yeah. That I work in Giant Eagle. I ain't got time for that. Oh, you time's man made. All right, egregious. Time is man made, isn't it, McCarthy? Probably. Yep. Yeah. Uh, by the way, breaking news here. Uh, uh, I don't know. I am. I am the closest I've ever been to buying an AEW T-shirt. Why? Closest I've ever been. Why? I really like Mark Henry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I like 
Yeah, have you seen that new shirt? No, actually. Yeah. No. I haven't, I haven't I like shirt. used the shop lately. Of course there's a shirt. There's a shirt for everything. You can't We have shirts. I think Mark Henry didn't get a shirt. And you can buy shirts at BruiseNationProductions.com. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just didn't think they'd had one out so quickly. You can buy our merch at BruiseNationProductions.com. Click the To the Turnbuckle tab, and it's got everything you could ever want. Not to correct you, sir. All right. It's actually click the Merch tab. Um, a dedicated oh, hell. Tab. Go to Bruce Nation Productions <laughs> and read, all right? Unless you're blind. In which case, we'll get you a scroll. Uh, I don't think that helps. I don't, all right, well, what, a Braille? What is it? <laughs> a Braille keys. All right. How does that work? I, well, on work? a computer. Here, on, this week on To the Turnbuckle, we offend the blind community. <laughs> Are we really like, surprised? Do they still have scrolls? Like, is that how this works? And who who makes the scrolls? I curious minds must know. A monk up in the Himalayas. I don't know. Uh, in the Him- that seems a lot of work. Love the Himalayas. God bless Himalayas. By the way, we just defended monks. So I mean, yeah, monks technically shouldn't be watching our show anyway. That's fair. But that's all right. Come on in, sinners. <laughs> 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 Okie dokie. Well, uh, look, I enjoyed this tag team match. I enjoyed it very, very much. Bronson Reed, like I said, he's got star power in spades. I think we really could. I'd like to see at some point, a little bit of time, a little bit of time, but hear me out. I'd like to see at some point Bronson Reed versus Karrion Cross. Yes. I mean, you think about it. Let's, like, WrestleMania weekend. You're talking about something. There are very few guys where I think that would work. Keith Lee obviously was one of them. I Keith definitely Lee. Think, I definitely think Bronson Reed's. I miss him. Me too. We all do. Oh, I hope he's okay. Same. Same sees. All right. We want to take a second to remind you that you're watching To the Turnbuckle on Heel Turn Wrestling. Give Heel Turn Wrestling a like, share. Go ahead and hit that notifications bell, and they get more wild and wacky than we do, uh, especially if you ever check out that private chat. Um, Lord, they say some things. Be sure to watch Big Stevie C Heel and Face Podcast each and every Sunday, roughly 2 p.m., just go ahead and do it, 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 do it. Uh, speaking of, of uh, promotion, while we're at it, next Tuesday, we will be doing a crossover within the ring of Lady Payne. We will be in Mansfield, boys. Mansfield. Mansfield, Mansfield, Ohio. I don't know. I have to be honest with you. I don't know how it's going to work. I, I don't know a damn thing. Yeah, we're going to have to pre-record this. I don't, know if we're, I don't know if we're going live. I don't know what we're doing. I don't, I don't think we have the equipment to go live. The school does. It's the middle of summer, and and there's sports. Do you think that we will get priority? Yes. To the equipment. Why would we? Why would we? Because she is. I think. That's fair. I mean, she's still involved. We're involved. I mean, yeah, but hardly, hardly. We're involved. <laughs> we all three avoid being involved. <laughs> Hey, I wouldn't go that. I did far. a broadcast like a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. Yeah, I did a broadcast a week ago. It's called "To the Turnbuckle." Yeah, me too. Content See what I did there. I, no, hey, I will be provide content. I will be back in the game. I will be back in the game in July for baseball. I was supposed to help them with soccer. Are you going to be in for baseball? Yeah, you, you're doing it. Mm-hmm. You're coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Are you doing the wrestling show in August? I can. No, I'm not. I'm not doing it without you guys. There's a what? You know that? Okay. Live oh all. yeah, live. the thing that got postponed last year. That thing. What thing? I don't know. The commentary thing. Please enjoy this brief business oh, meeting between three <laughs> podcasters who. But I just just. We, we all have ADD. Yeah. Okay. That is. It just pops out. Okay. I'll send you the link. Because I'm not doing You can't get this from Vince Canyon. Look inside the production meeting. But, because I'm not, I'm not doing it without you guys. Okay. Uh, all right. Just send it. Yeah. Everybody that's watching just odd. I love you. All right. <laughs> you didn't send it yet. Because I'm in the middle of a show. <laughs> oh, now he cares. I know, now he cares. He's, I'll send it to you. I will. Now our viewers are wondering what we're referring to, and I have no frame of reference. He's just stalling so we don't have to talk about AEW. No, I'm going to talk about AEW. That's on the rundown next. We can't go to the other stuff before we talk about That man can and will find a way. I was going to say. Wrestling. I was going to say, I'll do whatever I damn well please with my rundown. I made it. Well, yeah, but it's currently made. It's set in stone paper. Oh, hey, look at that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this is gonna be a actually. Show. If you fold it in half, I see SmackDown. Oh, <laughs> did yeah, I ever tell you? Probably. I hate you. Yes, numerous times. <laughs> Just to be sure. All right, boys, let's do it. Let's talk AEW. Okay, it's about right. dang time. God, I mean, yeah. 